Atlanta, Georgia, 1979. One by one, kids are going missing, with no explanation. From the producers of Up and Vanished and How Stuff Works, we present an all-new podcast, Atlanta Monster. Warning, this podcast uses some unsavory language. Please be advised. From NPR and WNYC, coming to you from the Bell House in beautiful Brooklyn, New York, it's NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia, Ask Me Another. I'm puzzle guru Cecil Baldwin, here with guest musician Julian Villard. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg! Thank you, Cecil. We have a great show for you. Four brilliant contestants are backstage, hoping this wraps up before the next round of HQ Trivia begins. But only one will be our big winner. And our special guest is Mary Wiseman from Star Trek Discovery. Oh, yeah. Now, Star Trek Discovery, this is not your mom's Star Trek, okay? It has sex, violence, profanity. I love it. In fact, I have some pitches for other family-friendly things that could use a bit of a gritty reboot. Like, how about Blue's Clues, where Blue is a serial killer? Yeah. Or how about Wheel of Fortune, but it's only swear words. That's fun. Or how about the Great British 420 Bake Off? Yeah, I'd like to hear Mary Berry say, it's positively scrummy. (laughs) So let's meet our contestants. First up, Sam Swank on buzzer number one. You're a children's nonfiction book editor. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Your opponent is Michael Chin on buzzer number two. You work on Lifetime Original Movies. Welcome. Thank you. Sam and Michael, the first of you who wins two of our games will go to our final round. Let's start with a trivia game called That's Not So Great. Every answer contains the word great, but we want you to say the answers like you are so over it. So if I said... It's just a lot of stacked bricks for 13,000 miles. Who cares? You'd answer the Great Wall of China. Ring in to answer. Here we go. I can't believe I took a 22-hour flight to the other side of the world to look at a bunch of coral. And for being in Queensland, I didn't see any royalty. One star. Sam. The Great Barrier Reef. That is correct. Yeah. Yeah. Who cares if it's 20 feet long and has 300 teeth and can bite with 4,000 pounds of force? Honestly, between the two of us, who has legs and 71,000 Twitter followers? What? Sam? Great white shark. That is correct. Yeah. Great white shark. Check your privilege, shark. Um... Did you know, fun fact, female great white sharks are not ready to reproduce offspring until they reach the age of 33? Oh, so like the average New Yorker. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) For this clue, let's bring in our guest musician, Julian Villard. Julian, play, you know, whatever. I'm thinking it's a sign that the freckles in our eyes are mirror images and when we kiss they're perfectly aligned. Okay, so do you remember the Postal Service? What song is that? I feel like, Michael, is it on the tip of your tongue? No. Okay. (laughs) Either of you want to ring in? 
Uh, we were looking for the song title, Such Great Heights. All right. So what if he conquered an empire that spanned from Egypt to Northwest India before he was 30? I could do that too if my private tutor was Aristotle. Uh, Michael. Alexander the Great. That is correct. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> okay, I get it. It's a big dog. Also, it's not even from Denmark. Uh, Michael. A Great Dane. Yes. Also, I love the commitment. <laughs> yeah, actually, bread in Germany, which is not a phrase people like saying. <laughs> <laughs> this is your last clue. Huron, Ontario, Michigan, Erie, and Superior. Let me tell you what would be really superior, a trip to the ocean. Michael. The Great Lakes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, Puzzle Guru Cecil Baldwin, how did our contestants do? Michael, well done. You're one step closer to the final round. In our next game, we'll imagine what Ask Me Another The Movie would sound like. By the way, Charlize Theron would play me due to typecasting. <laughs> Let's check in with our contestants. Sam, you love Benjamin Franklin. I do. You actually have a tattoo I in do. his honor. What, what is the tattoo um, of? It's, it's a kite with a key on the bottom. <gasps> the audience Cute. loves it. Just for you personally, why Benjamin Franklin? I wish I knew. Um, <laughs> like in eighth grade when we learned about American history, I was like, this guy is so cool. Yeah. And I don't know, it just sort of snowballed and now I have a tattoo. Um, <laughs> it just got out of control. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. I just like buy a lot of books about him and just tell people about okay, how cool so, he is. Okay, so what is a little bit of a fact or a piece of trivia that you've learned about uh, Benjamin Franklin that you love? Um, he invented like swim flippers when he was like, like a kid, like 11 or 12 or something. That's a great little fact. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Yeah. So, Michael, before your gig at Lifetime, you were a tour manager for the Alvin Ailey Dance group. Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater. American Dance <laughs> Theater, thank you. So, you tour around the world. Any, any distinctive memories from that time? Um, one of my favorites was when I met the Queen of Denmark at a reception at this palace place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't really a palace, but it was kind of where her garden was. So, Auxiliary palace or you know, whatever, yeah. Her castle on the side. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they tell you that you can't speak to her until she speaks to you. And she would just stalk around with her glass of red wine and just stand in your conversations. And so she's there, but she hasn't talked to you, so you don't know if you really can talk to her. And so finally she said, yes, yes, that is very true. And we were like, hi, how are you, Majesty? How you doing? It's so nice to meet you. It was very nerve-wracking. That's wild. I wonder if she enjoys... I mean, I guess that's something you choose, right? I feel choose, like that right? might be something that she does for fun. She... Your next game is about game shows that are actually faker than this one. It's an audio <laughs> quiz called Film and TV Trivia. We'll play a movie or TV clip where a fictional character is asked a trivia question on a game show. Ring in and provide the correct answer to that trivia question. And if you get it right for a bonus point, you can name the movie or TV show the clip came from. Michael, you won the last game. If you win this, you go straight to the final round. Sam, you need to win this or... 
we're gonna send you home with a lovely parting gift, which is the name tag you're wearing. <laughs> okay, here is your first clip. What famous cartoon character soared to fame on his oversized ears? Carlton. That's an easy one, Bob. The beloved pachyderm in question won our young hearts by turning a handicap into... Oh, I'm sorry, time is up. Let's go to your opponents. Sam. Dumbo. Dumbo is correct, yes. And for a bonus point, can you name the movie or television show? Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You got it, yes. In this clip, Rosie Perez's character appears on Jeopardy and astonishes her boyfriend, who is played by Woody Harrelson. Foods that start with the letter Q. All right, let's go with the foods that start with the letter Q, please. A game bird related to a partridge. Quail. Michael Quail is perfectly correct, yes? For a bonus point, can you name the movie or TV show? I think it's blank check, but I know I'm wrong. It is White Men Can't Jump. Right, right. Okay, here, Tracy Jordan is trying to rush to the hospital for the birth of his child and accidentally hails the cash cab. <laughs> so for me to be there at the birth of my daughter, I have to answer trivial questions despite having gone to middle school in the Exxon station? Yeah. You ready to play? Bring it. Weighing up to four tons, what type of mammal is the famous Shamu? Michael. Killer whale. Yeah, that is correct. Orca or killer whale. And for a bonus point, can you name the movie or TV show? That would be 30 Rock Of course Fira. it is. Yes. Okay, in this clip, the team of Corey, Sean, and Topanga compete on a high school quiz show. The region known as the Fertile Crescent lies between which two rivers? Sam. The Tigris and the Euphrates. That is correct, yes. And for your bonus point, can you give me the TV show or movie? Boy Meets World. Yeah. All right, this is your last clue. In this clip, Dev Patel knows the answer to a trivia question thanks to personal experience. On an American $100 bill, there's a portrait of which American statesman? Sam. <laughs> it is possible, just like Dev Patel's character in this clip. <laughs> that your entire life has been leading up to this moment. Sam. Benjamin Franklin. That is correct. <laughs> For a bonus point, can you name the movie or television show? Is it Slumdog Millionaire? It better be. Yeah. yeah All right. Puzzle Guru Cecil Baldwin, how did our contestants do? Congratulations, Sam. You won that game. You've each won a game, so it's time to go to a quick game three. Now, I will give you a category, and you'll go back and forth naming things that fall into that category. The first contestant to mess up will be eliminated. Buzz in to answer first. Here's your category. Name the 10 geographic locations mentioned in the Beach Boys song, Kokomo, 
other than Kokomo. Uh, Michael. Aruba. Aruba is correct. Sam. Poconos. I'm sorry, the Poconos is incorrect. The other answers are Bahama, Bermuda, Florida Keys, Jamaica, Key Largo, Martinique, Montego, Montserrat, and Port-au-Prince. Sam, we're so sorry to see you go. Michael, you're headed on to the final round. Coming up, we'll find out who will face off against Michael in our final round, and we'll talk to Mary Wiseman from Star Trek Discovery about what it's like to be the nicest person in space. And get ready to send your angry complaints to the FCC, because her game is going to be a shit ton of fun. I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from Starbucks. Chances are you've heard of Starbucks. You might even be at one right now. And for 43 years, they've been serving their signature bold espresso. But for the first time ever, they're introducing a second espresso. Starbucks Blonde Espresso. It's smooth and subtly sweet. So whatever your drink is, flat white, iced Americano, cafe latte, try it with Starbucks Blonde Espresso. And as always, you can order ahead on your Starbucks app. Support for this NPR podcast and the following message comes from Figs, purveyors of modern medical apparel. Figs makes supremely comfortable, ridiculously soft scrubs that feature four-way stretch and antimicrobial technology. Figs come in an array of styles and colors for men and women. And whenever you purchase a set of Figs, Figs gives to a healthcare provider in need and has donated scrubs in over 35 countries. NPR listeners can take 20% off their purchase by visiting wherefigs.com ask. This is Ask Me Another, NPR's hour of puzzles, word games, and trivia. I'm puzzle guru Cecil Baldwin, here with guest musician Julian Villard. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg! Thank you, Cecil. Now it's time to welcome our special guest. She's appeared in the show's Baskets and Difficult People and currently stars as cadet Sylvia Tilly on Star Trek Discovery. Please welcome Mary Wiseman. Hi. Thank you so much for coming on our show. Oh, such a pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. I am a fan. So first I wanted to start off with your origin story. Okay. So you have been in a lot of theatrical productions, serious themes, theatrical mm-hmm, mm-hmm, productions, mm-hmm. but you often play kind of the comedic relief. Yeah, totally. You have this comic sensibility. Is this something that stemmed from, you know, being the youngest of four, three older brothers? Yeah, I mean, I have, well, I have three older brothers and that's why I'm like this. Um <laughs> And um, they're all very funny, uh, so and very loud and very tall. Uh, and so I always had to kind of like fight to get my voice in there. And yeah. they're always like one-upping each other, trying to do impressions. And then a couple years ago, they um, they finally like relented and you know gave me the title of funniest Wiseman. So <gasps> I did it. <laughs> I did it. Nice. <laughs> so so then so you're in Juilliard. You're doing these uh, theatrical roles. You get, you're doing some television. You're on season two of Baskets. You get to play a vagabond street performing clown. Gutter punk. Gutter punk. Yes. <laughs> uh, and you are playing with Zach Galifianakis, who 
is kind of, like you have to play the straight character to Zach's Bisexual. clown. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but was it hard, like, getting dressed up as a clown and yet not able to totally goof around as a clown in that character? Um, it was actually, it, it's really hard because my character is pretty upset most of the time. Yeah. And Zach is literally the funniest person I've ever met. It's like the rate at which he makes jokes is a little like overwhelming. You can't catch your breath. So in that way, it was really hard to keep a straight face and keep going. Yeah. And so now you play Cadet Tilly mm-hmm. on the CBS All Access series Star Trek Discovery. Were you a Star Trek fan? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I mean, Star Trek franchise. This is a big deal. Yes. W- were you a fan beforehand? Uh, <laughs> I, I sort of like peripherally was um, exposed to it. My uncle is a big Trekkie, and now my beau friend is like a big Trekkie. His family is a big Trekkie. So if people in my life who are really invested in it. <laughs> okay, got it. And I respect that. And yep. have, have become a more enthusiastic Trekkie myself. I think your character, Cadet Tilly, is bubbly and talkative and fun and a little bit different for a character in a Star Trek franchise. Yeah. Refreshing. Oh, so, yeah, so nice. Where did this character come from? Um, the two showrunners uh, of the show, uh, Gretchen Berg and Aaron. Gretchen has a three-year-old niece named Tilly. And uh, she was sort of inspired by, you know, her openness and wonder and passion as a three-year-old and the things you can be passionate about at three. Uh, And so that's kind of the the starting off place for Tilly. And then I am a giant three-year-old, so I kind of fit in there really well. So by coincidence, you're also friends with one of your Star Trek Discovery co-stars, Mary Chifo, who plays the Klingon Laurel. How do you know each other? Uh, We went to Juilliard together. We were in the same class. Exactly the same class. Exactly the same class. Both Marys. Both named Mary, and we're on the same show. But you didn't know that you were auditioning for the same show? or? or... Well, yeah, so Mary got cast first, and then I auditioned for it, like, forgot about it, and then a month later they told me I got it. It was, like, insane. And then I sat on it for, like, three weeks, not being able to tell Mary. And then finally she, like, walked into the costume room and saw, like, my headshot and called me and was like, oh, my God, I got it <laughs> And then we like cling on roared at each other, like in pure excitement. And it was awesome. Why did you have to sit on it? Why were you allowed to say anything? It's very top secret. It is very top yeah, secret. Have you not noticed? <laughs> we're not allowed to say anything. At all uh, times. Which is good because there's so many twists and turns. So it's good. <laughs> okay, very good. So, I, you know, obviously you're on a, a Star Trek, part of the Star Trek franchise. Uh, the fans are intense for mm. Star Trek. Mm. And they are everywhere. I mean, it is a worldwide love of Star Trek out yeah. there. So were you aware of the power and the reach of Star Trek before you ended up on the show? I don't think anything could prepare you for quite what it's like, like the real passion yeah. uh, for the universe, but I kind of had a sense. Okay, and how, so tell me about your experience experiencing the passion. Well, so my, uh, I keep talking about my boyfriend, but I love him. Um, <laughs> Uh, his his mom uh, is the biggest uh, Star Trek fan. And so there's like a famous story that she met Patrick Stewart and then wept with joy. And so like w- me and Noah had like really built up calling her when I got the job. And we called her and we were like, Mary's going to be on Star Trek. And she was like, great. <laughs> and I brought her to set and she got to like sit in the captain's chair and she was like... <laughs> Oh. And she met like Sonequa and Jason and was like so nice to me. <laughs> uh, and then she had, after, after we left, she said it, it felt like she was at church. 
which is really cool, you know, to be a part of something that means that much to people. So that kind of has really given me a sense of what it means. Okay, so yeah, absolutely. And are you, have you done like kind of conventions or cons where you are meeting? Yeah, I went to, I've been to like um, the International yeah. Comic Con in San Diego. I went yeah. to the Fan Expo in Toronto, Comic Con in New York. And most of that was before the show came out. So I kind of got to be a fly on the wall. Right. You see a lot of really cool stuff. I saw a guy that was like dressed up as both Spock and the Lego. And I waved at him and he kind of snubbed me and I was like, you're going to regret that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That is the kind of attitude I love. Now, there have been a lot of firsts on Star Trek Discovery. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us about them? I I, I said fuck. (laughs) For the first time in Star Trek history, you're welcome. Yeah. So that's my legacy. I'm glad you appreciate it. Did you uh, celebrate any of these milestones of making history? Yeah. I don't, know, I don't think I even realized it. Did it get you to do a lot of stuff on Star Trek by saying it's the first time this is ever going to happen on Star Trek? Oh, they prep. They get you all excited. They're like, yeah, you're going to say it. It's going to like, you know, be a big breakthrough. I think they told my castmates, and this never ended up happening, but they were like, you're going to be the first bare butt on Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> and he did it. <laughs> Okay, that's perfect. Are you ready for your Ask Me Another Challenge? I'm so excited. Okay, fantastic. Mary Wiseman, everybody. So you inadvertently kind of set this up. Uh, Mary, when we asked you about your areas of expertise, you said blockbuster film franchises and Shakespeare. Uh, Also, because you are the first person to drop the F-bomb on Star Trek, we have a quiz for you called Fill in the Bleep. Okay. (laughs) So we are going to play you a famous quote with one of the words bleeped out, and you just have to fill in the bleep. Oh, gosh, okay. It's it's easy. And if you do well enough, Wendy Dickerson from Columbus, Ohio, will win an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube. Okay, this is for you, Wendy. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start off with an easy one. From Star Trek, it's Mr. Spock's famous catchphrase. Live long and... (laughs) (laughs) Prosper. That is correct, yeah. Here's Katniss Everdeen. I love her. <laughs> From the Hunger Games. I volunteer! I volunteer! I volunteer! Tribute. That is correct, yes. You, you love that series? I love her so much. She's the feminist anti-hero for the modern age. Yeah! <laughs> This is Portia from the BBC's version of The Merchant of Venice. The quality of mercy is not... Strained. That is correct. Yeah. (laughs) This is Galadriel in Lord of the Rings. Fellowship of the Ring. One ring to them all. One ring to rule them all. Yeah. One ring to find yeah. them. One ring to bring them all. And in the darkness, find them. <laughs> we didn't know that we were hitting all of your favorite things. <laughs> really, this goes really deep. <laughs> so are you a big, like, fantasy, sci-fi? Yeah. Yeah, I like to escape. <laughs> yeah. Who doesn't? I'm with you. Yeah. All right, how about this? Here's Hagrid delivering news to Harry Potter. You're a 
Harry. I'm not. Oh. <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. Yeah, that is correct. <laughs> Harry's like, what? He's like, a wizard, a wizard. Yeah, I said yeah. a wizard. <laughs> this is Uncle Ben from Spider-Man. Remember, with great power comes great... <laughs> <laughs> Responsibility. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is your last clue. This is Juliet... From the famous balcony scene in Zeffirelli's Romeo and Juliet. Oh, <laughs> Wherefore art thou? Oh, Romeo, Romeo, wherefore art thou, Romeo? Yes, of course! Uh, I know the answer to this, but let's have some fun. Puzzle guru Cecil Baldwin, how did our special guest do? Congratulations, Mary. You and listener Wendy Dickerson each won and ask me another Rubik's Cube. Awesome. Easy. <laughs> I love you, Wendy. Star Trek Discovery is available on streaming service, CBS All Access. Give it up for Mary Wiseman. <laughs> Want our next special guest to play for you? Follow Ask Me Another on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We've managed to ruin our favorite game, This, That, or The Other, by adding spelling. Let's meet our lucky, lucky contestants. First up, Alyssa Fitzgerald on buzzer number one. You're a chef and food writer. Welcome. Thank you. Your opponent is Emily Morris on buzzer number two. You work for Con Edison's Energy Efficiency Department. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Remember, Alyssa and Emily, the first of you who wins two of our games will go on to our final round. Let's go to your first game. Alyssa, what's your favorite smell? Oh, it's a perfume that I first uh, smelled the first time I was in Florence. Do you remember the name of it? Uh, I don't remember the name of it, but it's made by nuns and monks. <laughs> they know their perfume. <laughs> Emily, what's your favorite smell? All foods, but specifically pizza. Pizza? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely pizza. Like cheesy, buttery bread, like that kind of smell? Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the best, the best. So you get to play your favorite guessing game, this, that, or the other. We're going to give you a word. You just tell us which of three categories it belongs to. Puzzle guru Cecil Baldwin, what are today's categories? Today's categories are winning words at the National Spelling Bee, celebrity fragrances, and contestants from RuPaul's Drag Race. Yes. And because this is the special spelling edition of this, that, or the other, if you guess the category of the word correctly, you can earn a bonus point for spelling the word. All right, we're going to go back and forth. No need to buzz in. Here we go. Alyssa, vignette. Vignette, is that spelling bee, fragrance, or drag queen? I mean, it could be all of them. Sure could. Um, I'm going to go uh, drag queen. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Emily, can you steal? Fragrance. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. These two things have not happened yet. It is a spelling bee word. Can I spell it? Alyssa, you want to spell it for fun? Yes. Okay, go for it. V-I-G-N-E-T-T-E. -T -T -E. That is correct, yes. <laughs> Just impressive... Worth no points. <laughs> Emily. Eureka. Drag queen. That is correct. 
And for a bonus point, please spell Eureka. E-U-R-E-K-A. That is also correct. It's kind of a bad name for a perfume, Eureka. Yeah. <laughs> what did you find? <laughs> Alyssa Eris. Perfume. That is a celebrity fragrance. You are correct. Uh, that is a, uh, a Paris Hilton perfume. Of course. Uh, if you don't know who Paris Hilton is, she was kind of like the Kim Kardashian of 2006. <laughs> okay, can you spell Eris for me? H-E-I-R-E-S-S. Full points for you. That is correct. All right, Emily... Promiscuous. <laughs> what, were the, what were the options? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Spelling the, the word just takes you to places yeah. in your past and you forget about the game. Spelling B word, uh, celebrity, perfume, or a drag race contestant? Drag queen. Oh, I'm sorry. That is not correct. Uh, Alyssa, can you steal? Um, Promiscuous. That is spelling B word? That is correct. I, th I thought that was inappropriate. Yeah, no, there's no slut shaming in spelling bees. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. For the bonus point, can you spell promiscuous? P-R-O-M-I-S-C-U-O-U-S. That is also correct. All right, Alyssa Phoenix. Oh, God, they're all so appropriate. Um, I'm going That's to... That's how we wrote the game. <laughs> um, I'm going to say drag queen. Yes, that is correct. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Eliminated second on the show's third season. And can you spell it for the bonus point? P-H-O-E-N-I-X. Great. Fantastic. Well done. Oh. Emily... Couture. Fragrance. That is correct. And for a bonus point, please spell couture. C-O-U-T-U-R-E. Also correct. Yeah. <laughs> Here are your last clues. Alyssa, radiance. Celebrity. Perfume. Celebrity fragrance. Yes, that is correct. Yeah. Uh, that, that was Britney Spears' ninth fragrance. <laughs> she has a total of 23, but some are just variations on others. Oh, wow. I feel happy and sad about right, that. Right, exactly. <laughs> All right, so can you spell radiance? R-A-D-I-A-N-C-E. That is perfect, yes. Emily, peppermint. <laughs> Uh, drag queen. That is correct. <laughs> uh, and for a bonus point, please spell peppermint. P-E-P-P-E-R-M-I-N-T. Yeah! <laughs> All right, Puzzle Guru Cecil Baldwin, how did our contestants do? Alyssa, Shantae, you stay. You are one step closer to the final round. 
If you're the kind of person who goes to a movie, comes home, reads the Wikipedia entry for that movie, then edits it, annotates the expanded section for that entry, then you should be on our show. Go to amatickets.org, and while you're there, you can see our upcoming road shows. Next week, we'll be at the Warner Theater in Washington, D.C. Coming up, we've coerced guest musician Julian Villard to perform an Ed Sheeran song parody. It's public radio gone mild. (laughs) I'm Ophira Eisenberg, and this is Ask Me Another from NPR. Ever get to Friday, look back on the week, and say to yourself, what just happened? I'm Sam Sanders. Check out my podcast, It's Been a Minute, where every Friday we catch up on the news and the culture of the week and try to make sense of it all. Listen on the NPR One app or wherever you get your podcast. This is NPR's Ask Me Another. I'm puzzle guru Cecil Baldwin, here with guest musician Julian Villard. Now here's your host, Ophira Eisenberg! Thank you, Cecil. Before the break, we met our contestants, Alyssa and Emily. Our next game is a music parody. It celebrates mysteries, like the fact that this Ed Sheeran song was the top tune couples chose for their first dance at their wedding. Mysterious. Let's check in with our contestants. Alyssa, you also run social media for a wine and cheese shop in Brooklyn. I do. If you're doing, like, whatever, Twitter, Instagram, all of the cheese, how do you get people's attention? Um, One of the things I do is I write a newsletter every week, and I come up with the most inventive cheese puns that I can find scouring the internet. Okay, fantastic. Can you share one cheese pun? So, uh, the cheese truck fell over. Debris went everywhere. Yeah! That's totally up my alley. So, Emily, you actually used to host your own radio show at the University of Wisconsin. Yeah, I sure did. Cool. What was it all about? It was about dreams. Dreams? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a morning radio show. I easily won that slot over the college students. Yeah. But I had a bunch of people from my cohort on every week, and they talked about dreams they had recently. Okay, so what do you learn from hearing about other people's dreams? People are pretty weird, but also like, <laughs> but also like very genuine. Like some young men on on the show, they were exchange students from China, and both of them had dreams that different American basketball players were speaking Chinese to them. Yeah, um, what, and what are your dreams like? Um, I'm pretty exhausted most of the time, which is unfortunate because then you don't dream. You don't dream as well. Yeah. yeah. I do like returning email dreams. <laughs> Seriously, I don't fly or do anything fun. I return emails. Okay, so your next game is a music parody game. It's called It's a Mystery. This is an Ed Sheeran music parody game, and Julian Villard is the perfect person to perform it because Ed Sheeran crashed on his sofa nine years ago. That is 100% true, Ophira. And if you want to know more, I wrote a song about it called The Night Ed Sheeran Slept on My Couch. (laughs) Uh, But enough about my sofa. We rewrote the song Thinking Out Loud where people fall in love in mysterious ways to be about other famously mysterious things. Ring in to tell me what I'm singing about. Okay, so Alyssa, you won the last game. You win this and you are off to the final round. Emily, you need to win this or you have to sleep on Julian's couch. (laughs) (laughs) Julian, take it away. When they put the rocks up in Salisbury Plain Was it so they could tell us the time 
Did they build a big spaceport for some UFOs? Hey, your guess is as good as mine. Emily. Area 51. You're on the right track, but that is not the answer we were looking for. Yes. Alyssa, can you steal? Is it your couch? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We were looking for Stonehenge. (sighs) Okay, here's your next one. I'm thinking about how airplanes disappear in mysterious ways, especially when they fly over this. Well, me, I don't care much about three-sided shapes. Atlantic Ocean, what's going on? Alyssa. The Bermuda Triangle. Yes! Yay! <laughs> Let's just keep going. <laughs> so, honey, now... Take me into the Moai's home be under a line of 800 heads cool statues in Polynesia <laughs> anyone want to ring in with a guess? Alyssa Easter Island yes that there is correct go. I'm thinking out loud Scottish Lake things up Please, you soar. <laughs> Alyssa. Loch Ness. Loch Ness monster is what we're looking for. Yes. Not a mystery. I've seen it. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, sure. It's just like matter of fact. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, open your eyes, people. <laughs> In this part of Nevada, the government says... That there's nothing to see of much worth But I know that they captured aliens Mm. And the spacecraft that brought them to Earth (laughs) Alyssa Area 51 Yeah, that's right (laughs) Knew it was gonna come back (laughs) All right, this is your last clue Cause honey, your corn is in a weird Shape, it's labyrinthine. And baby, you say you never did that. It was ET. Anyone? Alyssa. Nebraska. (laughs) I also do not believe Nebraska exists. That's right. On the next Unsolved Mysteries. <laughs> yeah, Nebraska. Nebraska. <laughs> really? Really? Emily, can you steal? Uh, the boy, what's Elliot? The boy in E.T. That's E.T. I'm, I'm really fixated on okay. the E.T. part of right, this. Right, right. Did you, did you see that movie Signs? The movie Signs? Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> 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 Have yeah. I won yet? Also, Have I won? <laughs> we were looking for crop circles. Oh, yeah, I know. that sure. you, you were actually saying it with all those other things. I know, I know. Okay. How's the guru Cecil Baldwin? How did our contestants do? Congratulations, Alyssa. You won both games. You're headed to the final round.
While Michael and Alyssa get ready for the final round, it's time for us to play a game. This is Mystery Guest. A stranger is about to come on stage. Julian and I have no idea who this person is or what makes them special, but our puzzle guru Cecil Baldwin does. That's right, Ophira. You and Julian will work together as a team to figure out our mystery guest's secret by asking yes or no questions. Mystery guest, please introduce yourself. My name is Jackie Faraday, and I am looking for something. Yes. You're looking for something. Yeah. Now, your job is to figure out what that thing is. Uh, Afira, okay. you asked the first question. So you're looking for something. Uh, um, is this something a physical object? Yes. Yes. Is this object uh, like something I can hold in my hand? No. Can I buy this object online? No. The one thing I can't buy online? <laughs> Do you, for a living... Uh, specialize in a field where you go looking for stuff? Yes. Yes, I, I do, I think. As a profession? I'm like self-defining right now, so yeah. <laughs> Would you say your friends describe you as someone on a journey? <laughs> no, but yeah, but now that you say it like that... <laughs> I think so. I think yes. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Me th- I gotta really think about do this. You, are you a geologist? No, okay. not a geologist. And it's a, it's a real thing. It's not like love. Because that that's not real. It's a real thing. Yeah, it's not love. So I'm going to, I'll throw a wrench in this. Some people don't believe it's real. Oh, well then it... Okay, okay, all right, all right, fine. Are you looking for a unicorn? <laughs> no, okay. no. Okay. Can, I, can I throw in a hint here? Yes, please. Think big. Think yeah. big. Are you looking for Atlantis? No, Atlantis was totally fake, so (laughs) definitely not. Are you looking for God? Like in general? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. (laughs) We need another hint. We need another hint. Um, uh, Think big, think far away. Are you looking for a planet? Yes. (gasps) Whoa. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Is this planet in our solar system? Yeah. You got it. Jackie Faraday is an astrophysicist with the American Museum of Natural History, <laughs> where she helps where she helps run the Backyard World's Planet 9. It's a crowdsourcing project where people from all over the world can help find planets or brown dwarfs. I need to know more about this. Please explain this entire program and who you actually are. Okay, so I'm an astrophysicist. I have a PhD in physics, and I study objects that are in and outside of our solar system. And so uh, several years ago, I came up with this idea that one of the ways that everybody could get involved with doing science is to create a project where they could help find this mysterious, and some people don't believe it's real, ninth planet in our solar system. And notice I said ninth, so yes, Pluto has been... Right, downgraded. Wah-wah. Yeah. <laughs> wah-wah, is that what the astrophysicists say? <laughs> wah-wah, Pluto. <laughs> Only at the bar. We don't say that in right, the talk. Right, not, yeah, not that's the Pluto's not face. Technical. New phone, yeah. new disc. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Pluto. I love it. I love it. Okay. So we've got this project. It's called Backyard Worlds. And Backyard Worlds invites anybody to flip through images, images that were taken by a NASA satellite called WISE, which takes images of the entire sky in mid-infrared wavelengths. And it lets you flip through and look for something that moves. It's called, very fancy term, the blink method. 
And secretly, while we say it's Backyard Worlds, colon, search for Planet Nine, I actually only care about finding brown dwarfs, which are objects that are outside of our solar system. And so what I want to do is map the local solar neighborhood. There may be an object closer to us than the closest star that you currently may or may not know what it is. Right, you're working on the escape plan. I get it, yeah. (laughs) So have you found anything yet? Yeah, so we launched this project in February of last year, so just about one year ago, and we got thousands and thousands of people to participate. So backyardworlds.org, go to the site, participate. And six days after the project launched, we had a, this is why it's brilliant, a citizen, and this was a teacher, a science teacher in Tasmania, along with four other people within the next like three days, brought to our attention an object that no one had seen before. And we got super excited. I got a telescope in Hawaii to participate, and it was a brown dwarf. Win, because that's what I want to find. It's a cold object, about 50 times the mass of Jupiter, sitting out there about uh, 70 or so light years away, and no one had seen it before. The point is we're mapping the entire solar neighborhood. Like, ladies and gentlemen, we're basically Magellan and all the women that should have been mapping things back then. So, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. Uh, You are truly a mystery guest. Give it up for our mystery guest, Jackie Faraday, everybody. It's time to crown our big winner. Let's bring back our finalist, Michael Chin, who met the Queen of Denmark at her side castle, and Alyssa Fitzgerald, who gets paid to write cheesy puns about cheese. (laughs) Puzzle Guru Cecil Baldwin, take it away. All right. Uh, Michael and Alyssa, I hope you're fans of the playwright Eugene O'Neill, because your final round is called The Hairy Ape. Every answer contains the letters A-P-E in consecutive order. For example, if I said, a breakfast cereal brand containing neither of the foods mentioned in the name, you could say, grape nuts. And our big winner will receive an Ask Me Another Rubik's Cube autographed by Mary Wiseman. We rolled a 20-sided die backstage, and Alyssa is going first. Here we go. Alyssa, Pampers, Huggies, and 7th Generation are brands of this baby item. Diapers. Correct. Michael, the kind of pepper that, when smoked and dried, becomes a chipotle. Apeyo. I have no idea. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. The correct answer is jalapeno. I did know that. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Alyssa, a food item often found in a brine of vinegar, salt, or wine derived from immature dark green flower buds. Capers. Correct. Michael, according to Merriam-Webster, this is a quadrilateral having only two sides parallel. Trapezoid. That is correct. Alyssa, 3M engineer Richard Drew invented this name brand adhesive product often used to seal wrapping paper. Scotch tape. That is correct. Michael, an old-timey method for making copies, originally using sheets coated with element number six from the periodic table. I don't know. Carbon something. Carbonate. (laughs) Carbonate. (laughs) I don't know. 
You were so close to the answer. We're looking for is carbon paper. Oh, God. Uh. Alyssa, the original campus of the University of North Carolina is located in this town. Charlotte? Oh, I'm sorry. The correct answer is Chapel Hill. Uh, Michael, a peninsula of Massachusetts popular for its beaches and Kennedys. Cape Cod. That is correct. Hey. We're at the halfway point. <laughs> Alyssa is in the lead, three to two. Alyssa, the capital of Hungary. Budapest. Correct. Michael, an older person who accompanies young people at a social gathering to ensure proper behavior. A chaperone. Correct. Alyssa, a light alcoholic drink often served before a meal. An aperitif. Correct. Michael, an appetizer consisting of a piece of bread or cracker topped with a savory spread. A canapé. Correct. Alyssa, a decorative woven fabric often used for wall hangings, also the title of a Carole King album. Is it macrame? Oh, I'm sorry, the answer we're looking for is tapestry. Michael, Nirvana song containing the lyrics, Hey, wait, I've got a new complaint. Hey, wait, I got a new complaint. Forever in debt to your past. Girl, thank you for trying to help me, but I ain't got this one. Kate May, I don't know. The answer is heart-shaped box. What? <laughs> the score is now five to four. You each have one question left. Alyssa, if you get this question right, you win. Circus apparatus consisting of a short horizontal bar attached to the ends of two suspended ropes. That would be a trapeze. That's right. Alyssa, you won. Michael, fantastic and so close. Fantastic. Girl, thank you so much. Well done. Congratulations, Alyssa. And that's our show. Ask Me Another's puzzle guru is Cecil Baldwin. Hey, my name anagrams to Blind Ice Claw. Our guest musician is Julian Villard. Naive Dull Jar. Our puzzles were written by Danielle Thompson, Eric Feinstein, Juan Escalante, and senior writer Josiah Madigan. Our senior supervising producer is Art Chung. Ask Me Another's produced by Mike Katzeff, Travis Larchuk, Julia Melfi, Danny Shin, Ramel Wood, and our intern Camilla Franklin, along with Steve Nelson and Anya Grunman. We are recorded by Damon Whittemore, Frank Bianco, and David Hurtkin. We'd like to thank our home in Brooklyn, New York, The Bell House. Hot Heel Blues. And our production partner, WNYC. I'm Harite Begonias. Ophira Eisenberg. And this was Ask Me Another from NPR. Hey, if you've listened this far, why not go the extra mile and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Your comments provide valuable feedback for us, and it helps other people find us too. So for information on new episodes, upcoming live shows, and extra games, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And who knows, maybe you could win a Rubik's Cube. Thanks. Next time on Ask Me Another, Adam Conover, host of Adam Ruins Everything, explains why there is no millennial generation. Younger people are obsessed with technology <laughs> and selfish, and they're lazy, and they live with their parents. They've said that about, guess what? That's because they're young people! <laughs> so join me, Ophira Eisenberg, for NPR's Hour of Puzzles, Word Games, and Trivia. <laughs> <laughs>